Are you ready to tell me everything? <laughs> Did he watch your Instagram story? He was the first to watch it, girl. Ghost him. Stop. Block him. <laughs> Support for Tell Me Everything with Lance is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in grooming and hygiene. Ladies, Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for you and your man's grooming needs. For anyone out there with who has come across a hairy bush, you're now in luck. Manscaped has just launched in the UAE with their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower, Lawnmower 4.0. Yes, the 4.0. Make sure your man's joins the two million men worldwide who already trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for y'all. Get 20% off with Lands, that's L-A-N-Z 20. That's Lands 20. You guys can use that at manscaped.com. Enjoy, ladies. This is the perfect gift for your man. Birthdays coming up, Christmas coming up, whatever, anniversaries even. Ladies, your man will not be disappointed. I just got this for my fiancé's <laughs> birthday present that's coming up, and he absolutely loved it. He is obsessed he is worshiping the ground I walk on as we speak. So guys, please enjoy the 20% off with Lands 20. That's L-A-N-Z 20. And I will put it in the show notes. Enjoy. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Tell Me Everything with Lands, episode 21. We're legal. <laughs> guys, <laughs> guess who I have on the podcast today? He is a podcaster himself from Hope It Helps, and he is a licensed hypnotherapist. Please welcome to the podcast my now fiancé, Khaled Abujabain. Hello, hello. Did I butcher your last name, baby? No, you actually got it right. Yes. <laughs> She's been practicing, guys. Impressed. I've been practicing for the last like 20 minutes. Welcome to the show, okay? Thanks, babe. Um, for people who didn't listen to our earlier episode, which feels like a lifetime ago. It was a while ago. It was. It was a while ago. Can you tell the listeners of Tell Me Everything with Lands who you are, what your podcast is about, your hypnotherapy, stuff like that? Sure. Um, so I've been, I have a podcast called Hope It Helps, which has now, I guess, gone from a podcast to more of a business. So mm. I was thinking recently, what is Hope It Helps? It does four things. So it's a mental health consultancy. So everything to do with mental health from like a corporate side, along with coaching and like therapy. And in addition, there's the podcast aspect to it, which not only do I run my own podcast, which is Hope It Helps. I also now do podcast consulting services, so helping companies and brands launch the podcasts that they're looking for. Awesome. Yeah. So how has your podcasting journey from episode one to episode 56? No, today's... Today, 66 came out. 66. I was just only 10 off. Yeah, true. It is a lot of work. How's that process look like? Like, what, how can you say from episode one, you've improved to episode 66? 66? Uh, yeah, uh, night and day, man. I remember when I first started, even just something simple like writing an intro. Yeah. Um, the questioning, my research, the type of guests I had on. At the beginning, it was mainly friends. Yeah. That's usually uh, people around you, people close to you. That's what you start with. And then I was still struggle to get guests and then like someone would connect me with someone like a friend of mine would put me in touch with someone else mm -hmm. and slowly slowly it kind of built from there and now I just it's just like clockwork it is like clockwork I, just, I 
LinkedIn, I message people and then they connect me with other people. So compared to day one, this is like, it's like a smooth machine now. Everything works, everything works how I want it to. Even as someone who's like a listener, I know I have a bias, but from episode (laughs) one (laughs) to episode now, like the way you communicate with your guests, the way you, the questions you ask, I think, like you said, the type of guests you have, I feel like are just a whole new caliber and level. To what it was yeah. but Khaled, we're not here to talk about t- your podcast we're here to talk about dating let's go <laughs> i told them guys i was like Khaled, i want to talk about i want to get juicy today okay. he's like bring it let's do it all right so i was having conversations with a few of my lady friends and <laughs> as i do on a weekly basis daily basis and we were discussing rebounds Okay. Okay. By the way, Khaled has no idea what I'm asking today. Yeah. I didn't want to give him any brief, nothing. Like I want to really know his answers, like from the top of his head, vulnerability and soulfully speaking. Khaled, how have you have you ever been the rebound or felt like you were the rebound? I was the rebound. Yeah. That's a good question. I know. Have I been a rebound for someone? Like think about like the women you've dated. Yeah. And like the way your relationship was or like what the dating experience was, have you ever felt like you were the rebound because they like ended it abruptly or they were like talking about their ex a lot or anything like that? The only one that comes to mind, but I wouldn't, I would even call it like I wasn't dating her, but it was very, it was a very brief, this one girl in Amsterdam, we started again through Tinder, whatever, got to know her a bit and she... I remember at the time there was someone, there was another guy in the picture, mm-hmm. but like, or someone she had just broken up with or so, something along those lines. And she was, so we saw each other a couple of times and then she was the first person that, or the first time I was actually ghosted by someone I was actually seeing, technically. Wait, you were seeing. ghosted by her? Yeah, it disappeared. Just like, the face of the map. she like never responded to your message or? Like- no, so basically what happened was, um, we were so she lived in another city okay and we said okay you know why don't you come come over this weekend i don't know come stay in amsterdam for the weekend yeah and she's like yeah yeah sure whatever and then like i remember the next day uh, she messaged like yeah i can't anymore my my um i remember her excuse like yeah my dad won't let me and i was like had she stayed with you before no she'd visited uh, okay she never fine. came to like stay over before. fine fine and i was like that's interesting. Dad wasn't there yesterday. It wasn't a factor yesterday, so I'm surprised. Anyway, and then I just, I remember, I think we, like, I already was getting, like, you know, weird vibes. And then I remember she even told me, she's like, yeah, um, nothing to do with me. But she's like, yeah, I'm moving to a new apartment, so, like, money's kind of tight right now and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, okay, yeah, but cool. Yeah, it makes, makes sense you're moving to a new place. And then I remember, you start, kind of stop talking I remember I asked her, so I'm like, oh, you're not coming? She's like, no. Nah. I'm like, all right, peace. And then a week later, I saw she posted something on Instagram and she was like, I can't wear like Maldives or something. And what? Clearly like you're not alone. Yeah, 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 you know yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred percent. So okay, that's good to know. <laughs> it was a nothing thing. Like, Obviously, like yeah, yeah, whatever. yeah. If that's... Uh, that's the only thing I guess that comes to mind of me being a rebound for someone. Have you ever rebounded a girl with a girl? Like, have you ever had a girl that like, was it you had an ex or whatever, like you were dating someone for longer term? I know you have like eight year relationship, that 300 year relationship. (laughs) But (laughs) did you, did you have a rebound after her? I had, I dating wise, no, 
Okay. There was hookups, but not dating. Okay. Yeah. So those are like, that's, I guess, how I rebounded. I didn't date anyone. But, okay, I understand. But like, have you ever, <laughs> like, I understand, but have you ever like been, say this girl, whatever, yeah. has there been a situation like this that you like kind of were like, oh, I kind of need to get over it. So I'm going to like pick up a girl to like have a rebound so my self-esteem can go up again or it can be an ego to me. Yeah, like, 100%. Okay, tell me about it. But that, but it's, they were hookups. They weren't dating. Like, it's not someone that I'd, it was very like. Do you think, so then let's get into that. So then, yeah. so this is what I want to get into because yeah. I think with men, it's yeah. more of like hookups than like an actual dating relationship. So if a girl's going into it being like, I don't know if it's going to turn into a hookup, you go on a date, then you hook up whatever, and then you piece her or you ghost her. But from the girl's perspective, she's like, like, I was actually looking for something more with that person. Yeah. So how do you distinguish if you're going to rebound her or not? Do you go into it being like, this is just going to be a one-time thing? Or you talk for like 10 minutes, you're like, yeah, screw this, it's a one-time thing. Um, so, actually, this, this would explain things a lot. So when me and my ex broke up, okay, we were together for six years, from 17 to 20, from 17 to 23. Uh, and then we broke up after six years. Like, khalas, you know, that was the final time. I yeah. Guess. And I remember, so the way I rebounded was like just hookups. Okay. The way she rebounded was she actually not a few weeks, maybe, not maybe a month after we broke up. She was, she actually was dating now someone else, like a boyfriend. She had like mm. a new boyfriend and they stayed together for, I think, like a year. That was her rebound. That, that was her rebound. But the time, in my mind at the time, it didn't make sense to me from my perspective. I'm like, how can we have been together for six years? And now you're, you're like, you're in a relationship with someone else. It didn't, and I'm like, only after a month. So it felt like really shitty. But yeah, yeah. I learned from that experience that everyone deals with breakups or rebounds in a different way. But me personally, I would never, me for myself, I would never get into another like relationship after something something serious like that that's just not me but i think for women it's more of a emotional connection and i think men it's more of a physical you're probably right because yeah. if she i mean i can even speak for myself i feel like last last year before i met you obviously um i was seeing a guy he ended it i was like so like butthurt that i was like i need another emotional co connection like yeah. I was searching yeah. for emotional connection that I was like started like dating like around. But I think like from a guy's perspective, if he was looking at me and I had these guys that actually like, wanted something, mm. I would think of me as a red flag to them. Okay, why? Because I would feel like no, let me tell you why. Yeah. Because I I my first like dating out into the venture of the bumble world, I went on a date with this guy. We went on three, four dates and he ended it. He was like, You're not what I'm looking for. Okay, so I was like, it's a personal attack on who I am as a human being, yeah, obviously. Sure. So I was like, I'm going to date like six other guys to like make me, my looking back, make myself feel better. So I was going out on dates with like three other guys. I was dating them consecutive, like at the same time. But like from their perspective, I would look at that as like a red flag yeah. that I just ended something with a guy. Obviously, I'm butthurt over it. So I'm going to date as many men as I can. Yeah, but it goes both ways in the sense that there's probably there's maybe a good chance that they were just looking for hookups too so don't don't really care <laughs> you don't know that uh -huh. <laughs> i'm a catch Fine, but if i'm not looking to catch anything i'm still gonna have some fun then it's the same thing. but what if you're not giving him the fun 
not giving him the fun, then he'll move on. He'll lose interest. If he's look, if he's not looking for an emotional connection. Yes, but even it like, if you're looking for an emotional connection, and you're not getting any vibe, like any kind of, if you're not giving off any vibe like that, why would I stay? If we're not hooking up, and I don't feel anything. Like we're not connecting emotionally. What the hell am I doing here? Okay, so I have a question. Yeah. Why do men after three, four days? This has been a consistent thing I've been hearing from my friends. Okay. Why do I'm like you on behalf of all men? Yes. Why do men after three, four dates who have shown interest? Okay, date, it texted a lot at the beginning, and you not like maybe hooked up, hooked up, but like kissed or whatever. Then lose interest and this, it starts to the fizzle out. And it's I was talking to my friend Tad on the phone today, and we were saying it's become more of men feel like they can be chased more than women. It's now become the opposite. If you think about it in our society today, men are being chased more than women. Yes, it used to be in traditional ways that women would be the ones who are chased constantly. And that you have to get the woman's attention. You have to get the woman, hey, whatever. Now it's become the opposite. And it's actually a very true statement. Because even in my experiences, I felt like I'm like, why is, like, why do I have to like follow up or text him first? Or what? I, why are you looking at me? <laughs> but I'm serious. So yeah, why do you think after like three, four dates, the guy's been super interested at the beginning? Because a lot of women probably listening to me like I've been there. Super interested at the beginning. Super texty. Been on dates. And then just fuck it. Loses interest. Why does that happen? The honest answer is... Yeah, what's the honest, brutal truth to this? Yeah, no, my honest answer is I don't know. Okay. I genuinely don't know. Um, yeah, think of it... Also, like, I think it's important to think about what are you, what are you, what's your role in this? Like, how much have you been giving back to keep me interested? And when you're talking about a chase... I will bet you that most of the girls that you're talking about, the guy has chased to even for you guys to even be interested in them. And then that you guys start chasing, you start, you guys start to feel like you're chasing the other way. But if he doesn't approach you, no one's chasing. There's no chase. You're not chasing anyone. Like how many of your, how many of the girls that you speak to actually go and they're the ones who go out and chase What do you guy? mean chase? What do you mean by chase? Like following up? To, I, I don't believe that a woman should, if I'm looking at a texting percentage, percentile, 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 like, and I'm looking at like how much percentage should a woman be texting the guy and the guy be texting the girl. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Men, it should be 85%. Why? 100%. Why? Because. Based on what? Because because women are not desperate. They should not act desperate. So a man should chase for her attention. But I'm telling you, the roles have reversed. Women are now chasing men. Yeah, it sucks, doesn't it, when the roles are reversed? It shouldn't yeah, be it like sucks. that, yeah, though. That's not, that's not what tradition has taught us. It yeah. should not be like that. Yeah, but it sucks when it's the other way Okay, around, so right? what advice could you give to a woman that's going through this? That she's been on, she's been on a couple dates with him. He's starting to lose interest. He's visibly with the texting patterns, whatever. He's losing interest. Ditch him. Try one last try. Like, what is? What do you think from a woman as a man perspective? Yeah, um, I think don't. I think just because you've been on four dates, that doesn't really mean anything. So, in the sense that don't, I feel like sometimes maybe from a woman's perspective, you can correct me if I'm wrong. 
you guys get more probably in emotionally involved than a guy would. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time. And most of the time, right? So that there's already um like that there already is where you guys start having problems. Because we've been on we both been together on four dates. Yeah. You're emotionally invested compared to me. So if this falls apart from my perspective as the guy, it's whatever. I don't like I'm not invested emotionally. But from a girl's perspective, you're if you're emotionally invested now, that's when you get like it starts feeling personal, starts feeling like you start feeling like genuinely upset. Yeah. I also think to be fair, Yanni, girls, you guys are very intuitive. We are. You're very, very intuitive, Yanni. We we're not even on the same playing field when it comes to that. So you know, as a girl, you can tell, you can feel it. You know, you can feel when like a guy has lost interest, whatever. And if a guy's lost interest, who gives a fuck? Like, why? Why are you chasing? Why should I chase someone who's not interested? In you know what me? I why? think it is as well. Thinking now, it could you know be a I very mean? much an ego thing for a woman. What's the ego? Thing? The ego thing is like he's not obsessed with me. I swear to God, women think like this. He's not obsessed with me. I wanted you obsessed with me. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, but why? Why do I have to be obsessed with you? Why? We just like want that. Okay, fine. We but want it. Yeah. Like you don't understand. Like women always tell me, hmm. like don't text him too fast. Wait a couple hours. Don't give him too much. Don't reply to his every single question. Yeah, I've heard you saying this. Too. Yeah, I know. I've yeah. said this too. I've done it to you. Yeah, yeah didn't feel that way but yeah see it's manipulation of a woman <laughs> Is it, yeah and then what if i what if i had just what if i had just like left how would you have felt after that shitty yeah exactly but it's more subtly i don't believe in the toxicness of like no yes. like playing yes. hard to get whatever but no it works in a woman's benefit i guarantee you wouldn't have been more in, as interested as you were in me if i didn't play these subtle things you can't say that i can't say that you can't say but that. it's my theory yeah well, yeah, it's a fair theory. It's a fair theory, but I don't know if it holds up. It's the mystery. It's the mystery. It's the mystery. It's the, where, where it's the mystery it? of a woman, of what she's doing and how she spends her time that entices a man. Maybe. I don't know. Don't you find it when like women are like a bit more like passive that it makes you want to know them more? No. Passive isn't the word, maybe. Yeah, but I get what you're like is the reserve the right word i don't know if reserve is the right word reserved in the sense that you're not showing me too much to keep me yes up. yes i get what you're saying I yes what exactly you're saying. that yeah, yeah i get it um personally for me no that's not what with you by the way with you yes <laughs> i felt zero of this okay and i was 10 million percent interested why from, but this is for me. It's a pers- it's a personal thing. I think everyone's different. But for me, you were showing genuine interest in me. And I was genuinely interested in you. So you're showing me positive signs, which is only going to drive me further to, as you want, be in quotations, obsessed with you. <laughs> if, you're not, if, you're not, if you're not giving me something to chase or like not giving me showing me interest why am i wasting my time no and i get that you know what I mean? but yeah it was, but also for i want this to like girls listening to this it's the same it goes it girls listening to, it goes both ways it should be the exact same thing with you like but this is something i this was the biggest mistake i made in all my relationships dating hook up everything is i would always over invest mm. i would always over invest and like you and like you guys 
I would get upset after. I would, it would feel shitty because you've in, I've invested like emotion into this, and probably, and from my perspective, a good amount of effort and like emotion. yeah. And when it's not reciprocated, it doesn't work out. You get ghosted, whatever. It feels shitty. It does. It's a. It's a not. It's not a nice feeling. So what I learned after. But this took me, what, seven years to learn? I made the same mistake like 20 million fucking times. <laughs> and my friends kept looking at me like, you're a dumbass. I'm like, yeah, you're right. But um, only invest in someone who's going to invest in you. He gives But you- how do you know when he's going to invest in you? You don't. That's why you, ma- that's why you match the investment you're getting. You don't overdo it. Uh, see, that's, that's good advice, actually. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're giving me this. I'm going to give you this back. I'm more than happy to give you this and more and the world. But you have to show me, give me a reason to give you something. Mm. Why should I, you know, that's why, on, for example, in the four dates thing, gauge it. If you're not, think about it, if you're not investing, if you're not over investing compared to what he's giving you, when you're done, you're going to be like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not going to feel that like upsetness. I felt it too. Ever, anyone, if you invest emotion, over invest in something. If you, you feel unappreciated. Yeah. Start thinking, I'm not enough. That was something that also played into that. You know, like I gave so much and still doesn't work. Like oh, I'm, I'm not enough for that. Match the investment. Yeah. Match the investment. Give me, I'll give you what you give me. No more, no less. That's really good advice. Actually, woman, yeah. actually listen to that. <laughs> That's Lanzo certified. <laughs> no, no, honestly. Yeah. Let's switch gears a little bit. Let's switch it up. How do you confront your significant other about sketchy text messages? Have you ever been in a situation like that before? Confront my significant other about sketchy. Your girlfriend, your fiance, whatever it is. I'm saying significant other for men and women to about sketchy because my story is disastrous, and I'll tell you what I learned. Yeah, I was in Greece with a guy. Saw, I mean, with friends, but saw on Mm -hmm. his phone, went on his phone to order a car for my friend because he had the number. Saw sketchy ass messages. Woke him up, confronted him, <laughs> screamed at him, yelled at him, yeah, had an entire it. dramatic yeah. experience yeah. and ruined the last two days of my trip with my friends. Yeah. Had I gone back, I probably would have been super calm about it. Asked him if he said, yes, this, 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 and this happened, ended it right then and there. Instead yeah. of it, like making it a huge dramatic fucking ordeal. Sure. What's your, what's your, I mean, yeah, what's your take on it? Let me ask you a question. On, in this example, did you have any inkling that there was something off? Zero. None. Okay. That's where, see, that's where it gets tricky because. I think I was also like blaming myself. Like, what the fuck, lands? Like, how did you not, not see yeah, anything? You, you know, like, it's not, but like, it's not your, you can't blame yourself for that. But a sketchy text message, that's a tough question. I've because never I rem- that myself. My first boyfriend, yeah. the asshole, went through my phone. Yeah, I know. Fuck that guy. But he went through my phone and saw like this guy from like two pri- two years prior. I'd already moved schools. Had like been like, are you in town? Are you in Dallas? Like, I'm here. I want to see you. And I was like, like, no, I'm not. Like, I'm like, I actually said like, I'm he had like, we, like had like a two week fling. But yeah. like he like, I wasn't going to see him. So mm-hmm. I said like, I'm super busy, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, you look so good on Instagram. Like you lost weight, whatever. And I was like, oh, thank you so much. For me, that wasn't sketchy. In his eyes, he was like, you shouldn't have responded. In my eyes, I was like, I, I, I get your point, but he woke me up in the middle of the night, went through my phone, and like confronted me with this. That's wrong. That's just shitty. Yeah. So another like immature instance. But like, there's a difference between going into someone's phone 
and finding something like this and just um, seeing a sketchy message, like you're saying next to each other, for example, you see a message from a girl or guy that, you know, you don't know, whatever, and you look a little suspicious. If you're going to someone's phone, you're already making, you're already like shooting yourself in the foot. That's true. You know what I mean? I think privacy is a very, very important thing. Would you ever go through someone's phone? No. Significant, my phone? No, never. Me too. Never. No. I'll never go through your phone. You know, I'm, it's just whether I'm hiding something or not. I think when you go into someone's phone, that's you're, you're like for me. I would look at that as like, oh, there's an element of trust that's being lost. Whether I'm in, whether I'm like not doing something or not doing something, that like with trust you have to be like with trust comes risk. Yeah. Because you can get hurt, you know, if you find that out. Um, when it comes to a sketchy message. The, I think the smart thing to do is, first of all, if you see it before you say anything, think, think <laughs> like, talk, ask yourself like some questions like, okay, is this how, like, from what you saw, how does it make you feel? Is it, does, are you really uncomfortable with this? Um, and I think if you always, there's a difference between an accus asking you in an accusatory way or asking you out of, I'm genuinely curious. Yeah. You know, it makes you ask the question in a different way. If you're curious, okay, yeah, you can, you can ask. If you're feeling insecure about it, yeah. If you're with a partner or someone, you have the right to be. You have the right to feel that way. You have the right to ch question or challenge someone uh, on these kind of things. You know what I mean? It's. But if you have a gut feeling, like when you see a message, there's a difference between feeling like, oh, I don't know, I feel uncomfortable, or there's a gut feeling you have that like, hmm, there's you know, alarms are going off, like there's something really going on, then you can tackle it in a different way. It's a hard, it's a very tough thing to, I think, advise to confront. I think trying to be as level-headed as possible and you going, like you playing it out in your head first before you say anything, either if something is wrong, you can handle it in a better way. Yeah. And if something isn't, you don't screw yourself over by like now, because now the other person's going to think like, oh, she doesn't trust me. Yeah. Or he doesn't trust me anymore, which is, which is, I think, just as bad. Well, I think, yeah, I think it's just, it's a, it's a tricky situation because I think the first thing is like, if you, see, if you look over and you see the, a, a sketchy text, you have to think like, how am I going to approach this? Yeah. You can't think, I think, high on emotion. Yeah. I think taking, don't create a story in your head that's not true yet without confirming. Exactly. And try to go into it as level-headed as possible so that no matter the outcome, you've covered yourself, I think. Would you really want to know why someone broke up with you? Is it, a helpful, is it helpful to give someone a specific reason or is it cruel? Because someone, sometimes it's just like, I don't like you. Like, I don't like your personality or I don't yeah. like the way you look. Yeah. I could not stomach that. Mm. I don't think I could stomach that. Are we talking something casual or something serious? There's a difference. Both. Let's say casual first. Casual, I don't think you need to know. You don't think you need to know? No. It's fine. Because it's not, it's not something that, it's not something serious. So this guy that I was talking about in 2020 last year, when he like broke it off to three, four dates, I like asked. I remember I was with like Tahani and the, and, and Kareen and Nas actually as well. And I was like, I actually want to know why he ended it. Like I want, cause I actually really liked him at that point. Yeah. And uh, so I asked, I was like, so what's like the reason he was like, we just don't click. 
He's like, I don't see a future and I can tell you do and I don't see one. So I want to end it from here. And I, I it hurt because I was like, fuck you. But at the same time, I'm obviously grateful that that happened. But I'm also grateful that I'm like, I got the reason. Like he did not see it. So obviously it's not going to work. Yeah. So you don't think it's necessary casual? No. Serious, you think it's yeah. yeah. Like I think you deserve to know. You know, if you've been in if you're in a serious long-term relationship with someone, if you're married, whatever the case might be, you owe it to the other person to to tell them why this is coming to an end and why it's not working out. From their perspective. Doesn't play your you have one you have one view of it, but hearing them do you believe it's closure like i don't believe there's anything called closure i think closure is a facade that we've put in our heads that we think is real i don't think there's anything like such as closure closure that's interesting what makes you think i just think like when you get them like you hear like i think it's just time time's a healer there's no such thing as closure with my ex the first ex and second ex i was itching for closure and i never got it but do you have a definition of what closure is? For closure you? is the reason why you broke up. And for you to be at peace with it. But what if the re- what if it's a re- like a a very like negative or hurtful reason? That's closure. It- you don't think so? No, I'm just I'm asking. I'm genuinely That's my opinion. That's your opinion. Yeah. I get what you're talking about. Like there's maybe there's no such thing as um closure. Because closure is it? What is it? Time is it? Someone new? Yeah. You forget about that, and you stop caring that having that desire for closure. I think you. I think you want closure when you have unanswered questions. You know, you don't understand why this happened. You yeah, know, you know, that's I, a fair point. You know, I need some kind of answer or reason as to why this has happened, or I am, or things didn't work out, and so on. Is it helpful? I think it can be. Whether I think and whether you get it from that person or not, I think if you come to a conclusion that you for yourself, at least you're closing the chapter from your side. And at the end of the day, you just want to take care of yourself. So that's yeah, all that matters. I think. Have you ever heard of a term called love bombing? Love bombing? No. It's this new thing on TikTok. So basically, I looked it up. Okay. Love bombing is described as the action or practice of lavishing someone with attention or affection in order to influence or manipulate them. So you basically are like giving someone so much attention and and gratification. So they say that there's a difference between love bombing and honeymoon phase. Because honeymoon phase, you're of course all on top of each other, blah, 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 blah. blah. Oh, I have another question actually now. Um, Actually, let's get into that. So do you you think... Let's go. Because we've had this conversation before. Sure. You think the honeymoon phase dies? Honeymoon phase dies? Yeah. And that in relation, longer term relationships, it takes a lot to keep things spicy. Yeah. How do you keep it spicy? And at what point does the other person get too bored and leaves? How do you keep it spicy? I'm not even saying physically. I mean, like romantically, yeah, 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 yeah. emotionally. I think, although I hate to say it, um, because the longer you're with someone, the more predictable things become. Fair. So I think you need to add some level of unpredictability into the equation. And is that in um, maybe doing something like catching you off guard, doing something spontaneous? Or is that 
a um, is that a new experience? Is that something you know something new you want to try physically, for example? Um, and I think you need to test. You need to be testing all the time. Not and when I say when we say test, it's not in a malicious way. It's just to test. Like, okay, I'm going to do this action. Let's see how they like respond. Will they respond how I think they will? Will they respond how I don't? Um, but it takes a lot of work because it's it's natural. The longer you're with someone, the more predictable it's going to become, which is a beautiful thing. But there's there's a level of predictability that can start becoming negative. It can start affecting you negatively. It can start affecting areas of the relationship negatively. So it's important to, I think, number one, be aware when you guys have, you feel like you've gone to that stage. Mm. And maybe only one of you has felt that. So I think communicating that this is how I'm feeling now is like a spark to like get things moving, get things changing, doing different things, trying different things. That would be my advice. What would you say? I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's, I, I just don't know why I don't like the concept of like stagnantness. Like, I feel like there's always something going on in the other person's life and your life. So it's always going to be constantly spicy in some way. Anniversaries, birthdays, trips abroad. Um, but those are like, like, run, rare, I know, but like, like going to dinner, you two, like trying a new restaurant, like, mm -hmm. Like taking one night and going to Ajman, like I don't know, like I I feel like there it's oh life is constantly happening, but but I think you you do have to be proactive about it. Like I don't think it just comes to you. No, it doesn't. I don't. No. Um, have you been in a toxic relationship? And what's one thing you wish you looked out for? Define toxic relationship. Toxic manipulation, manipulating the other person. Um, to like, like can be mean, physical, emotionally, mm. um, emotionally toxic. Like I've been in two emotionally toxic relationships, and I can say the thing that I should should have looked out for was probably in the first two months of looking and seeing like the way they treated me, the way they spoke to me, yeah. and I wasn't hurt at all. Yeah, you know, I was like overshadowed in the relationship. I was. I was overshadowed in the relationship. Yeah. yeah. That's my definition of toxic. Okay. Um, so something like that, no. I haven't had that kind of experience, luckily. But I have, I can say, I was in a toxic relationship that was very, it was very, um, what's the word? Like it was a positive relationship, but it was toxic. I should have never, I should have never even, it should have never gotten to where it got to. Mm -hmm. But I also had a big hand to play in that because... This is coming back to the lesson I learned about emotional investment uh, into something that. So in summary, I wanted to date someone uh, and we were ba like, if, even though there was no label on it, we we're basically dating. Um, but it never went like we never, it never, you know, went further. Than that. But that was a talk. That's toxic. Well, toxic yeah. yeah. But it was toxic in the sense. It's not that there was like any abuse, any, you know, um, you know, manipulation, like all this kind of stuff. So I guess it was toxic just in all like the whole circumstance behind it. Um, and it was definitely a lot of my fault for sure, because I shouldn't have, I should have never let it get to that stage. Yeah. But yeah, so I have, and yeah, it's those. What's one thing you wish you looked out for? <laughs> I just wish I didn't ignore the sign. Mm. 
I did, I like, she would say like, no, I like, you know, I don't see you in that way. But you say that and then everything else says something else about our relationship together says something completely different. It's like you're getting no, but everything is moving in a positive direction. Yeah. So it's very, it's very, and that makes you, that blinded me to like what was actually going on. I'm like, oh, there's so much positivity going that will win in the end. You know, that will overtake the no. And yeah. A no now doesn't necessarily mean a no forever. But what I learned is I'm not going to wait here to find out or try to change that. You know no is mean? no. Yeah, no is no. It's a hard one, but no is no. No is no. Leave it. If no changes to something, it'll come, you know, might happen sometime in the future, but don't waste your time now. Thank you, Khaled, for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Can you uh, put your handle for your podcast where people can sure. listen to you? Uh, just check out the on Instagram, guys, at hope.it.helps with two S's. You can find you know all the podcasts there and connect with me if you want to have any hypnotherapy sessions or mental health or launching a podcast, whatever the case might be. Just, uh, yeah. Guys, he's a great podcaster. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Tell Me Everything with Lance. There's another episode, guys. Be sure to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. I'm on Spotify, I'm Rami, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts from. And I'll see you next week. Bye. Have a great week, everyone.